Alrighty, welcome back. Another episode of Post Fades and She Stakes this is episode 59. Usual nice. suspects, uh, myself, Dakota, and of course, Tim. How we doing? Um, so we have, the day of the recording is uh, Sunday, June 13th. So you'll probably be listening to this on a Monday or during the week. Um, so right now we have the jazz, not the jazz, I lied. Who's playing right now? The Nuggets and the Suns. The Nuggets and the Suns, yeah. Uh, they're, they're about at halftime, pretty close game. Um, but, I mean. It definitely seems like that's it for that series, though. Yeah, it looks like the Suns are going to sweep, which is, I mean, it's pretty crazy to me to think. like. Um, so, I mean, we can we can just start right off, you know, going through each series, kind of our initial thoughts so far. And, I mean, we can just start with this one, Suns and Nuggets. Um, I really, I, I feel like I gave – Phoenix, not enough credit. I agree. Um, yeah, I admittedly definitely uh, undersold them. I just never bought into them. I thought. I think I said in our initial predictions that it, Lakers Suns was going to go seven, and then the Lakers would take it. Um, I didn't anticipate LeBron being a little, you know, nicked up. I didn't anticipate Anthony Davis not being able to go most of the series. Um, the Suns are great though, and they're bench just wasn't really producing either i mean yeah. all around the lakers they didn't look like a team that was gonna do much in the playoffs this year after the first couple of games um but the suns on the other hand are i mean they played incredibly well and cp3's being the assist god that he is and is really I, think he, I think they said he had um before the before game three he had like 20 he had 26 assist to like one turnover in the first two games he's been he's been incredible and he leads that team so well even when they like um you know get a little droughts or get a little out of control Mm -hmm. he comes in off the bench or just calms the team in and everything is fine he just directs the the boat like the captain yeah i mean but like we said it's they're up 3-0 on the nuggets who what did i what did i tell you i said they're gonna play well for a bit and then there's gonna come a series where they're going to miss Jamal Murray a lot. And I think this is that series because they're down 3 0. Oh, yeah. But the Suns got too much firepower. Devin Booker's been incredible. He yeah. might be my the most impressive player in the playoffs, I think, so far. Uh, it's really, really been impressive uh, what he's been doing. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I, I think I saw people, someone on Twitter was like throwing around top fives for the, the playoffs so far. So it would, I mean, right off the rip, I would probably say, um, well, Booker, has B- to be in Booker, there. Embiid, who's you know, of course, yeah, putting out close to forty points every game. Yeah, um, I, I'd throw Trey Young in there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too too worried about that. I mean, I'm fine with that. Um, definitely Kawhi Leonard. He's, yeah. been, he's been playing much much better. Luca probably, even though he only Luka, played one series. He was yeah, he did well. And series. then Spider D Mitch. Yeah, Don Mitchell's been um, playing really well. I, I do I do like the Suns team. What you know what hurts me when I watch uh Linguini limbs like Michael Bridges out there. Do you see his arms? He's got the Linguini limbs. <laughs> he's just got long like tentacles, but uh-huh. he's so good. He, and he yeah. plays great defense and gives them a nice little shot on offense. I really miss having him for about an hour on the Sixers. It, this he would look great on this lineup if he was uh still with us. That trade definitely is not aged well, and it's not aging any better watching them dominate in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't hit on all your your moves, but 
I know, but when you draft a guy and he's you know in your building and then you just trade him away like that, that hurts. That stinks, especially for Zyra Smith, who just did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, I mean that series, like I said, they're close to half. It's a close game right now, but it's all, the whole series has been. They they play close toward, towards halftime, and then by the fourth quarter, the Suns just pull away. Um, yeah. Michael so Porter's I, kind of disappeared. He, you know, the team's really they, I, I, not, you just don't see it with them. I watched I think, game three, and it just like they were just putting up like they were chucking up bricks. Like you said, like Porter was just shooting really bad shots, like in cover, like yeah. covered. Why it wasn't even a good clean open look, but yeah, I don't know. The, this has been the least exciting series so far, and I do think it's going to be a sweep. So, but hey, you know what? We'll see. I, I'm excited about this Phoenix team. Yeah. yeah. Since we're already in the West, talk to me about you know the, uh, the what I think has been a great series so far: the Clippers and the Jazz. Yeah, I mean, so so Clippers were down two game the first two games. Jazz took them. Donovan Mitchell was playing phenomenal, and then yes, he is. Game three, Kawhi came alive again, <laughs> as he does. Yeah. Um. I didn't get to catch a ton of game three, but I heard that, you know, defensive player of the year, Gobert was getting mutilated a couple of times, um, which is funny because I'm still standing by that Ben Simmons should have won that award. That way, I agree. Especially yeah, after what he's been doing to Trey Young. Him and oh, Thibel yeah. on Trey Young have been insane, but we'll this get to one, that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's looked good. I thought, I thought he's looked really good in this series especially because you, you see Leonard and George love to get to the hole, especially yeah. Leonard. He loves to use his physicality and take it to the paint. And you can just see that Gobert is kind of eliminating that part of their game. Yeah, even PG played well. Um, you're, uh, you were like, you called him out a couple of episodes ago, and he, he put like up 30 the other game. Um, yeah, but he's still, he hasn't. I, I, I've been extremely disappointed with him. He's just not efficient. I mean, game one, he was 4-17. He's older now, too. That's four of 17, eight of 18. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, unacceptable. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. And it's not like the guy's playing 44 minutes and game two goes eight and 18. He's just, I, I don't know. He's been very inconsistent. What he yeah. has he's got going for him is he makes his free throws. That's how he gets that's most true. of his points. You know, the, the 20 and the 27, they look good, but you know, he doesn't do it. He's not, he misses big shots constantly. He's really not played up to uh, the level of player that he should be. And again, showing his playoff weakness, him and Giannis just, are scared of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, so on that note, so uh, we both think Suns are going to take care of business, sweep the Nuggets. Yeah. How do you feel about Jazz Clippers? I, I still think the Jazz take it in maybe six games. But listen, I've stuck with the Clippers so far, even though the most infuriating team to like try to root for. I, I still don't understand. I can't actually get a good feel on this team. I wouldn't be surprised if they get smashed the rest of the series and get eliminated, or also wouldn't be surprised if they win the next uh, three games and end the series. Really? I do. They just, they have these moments. Like they, they just wake up for a little bit and they show how talented they are, but they're just so inconsistent and so sloppy at times. Watching them play is brutal. Uh, I don't, I, I don't understand Ty, what Ty Lue's doing. Uh, what was it? Game, game one, Rajon Rondo, I don't think even played. I saw Luke Kennard just continuously get cooked. They were just setting screens and putting Kennard on Mitchell in every offensive set, and he was getting destroyed. I don't know why Rondo didn't even see a minute. Didn't even see a minute. That's, it baffles me. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I want to look up his minutes because I know I think it was game one. Didn't even play. I don't know how he's been doing since then. 
Yeah. Rondo. Didn't even play. Again, game yeah. three. Doesn't yeah. play. Coach's decision. I don't understand. Why did you go trade for this guy? You could definitely use him out there. I think you could use him on defense against Mitchell. I It just baffles me. Yeah, I... <laughs> He's been a, he's one of those players that just like, he's like in the spotlight one minute and then like, he's like an afterthought the next. So they did well with the Lakers at that year they won last year. And then I don't understand how you're going to bring in playoff Rondo trade for him in the season. And he's not even playing in your second round playoff games. Like I don't understand. Luke Kennard is getting destroyed out there and you, you're keeping Rondo on the bench. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't, I don't. It's, that's a, some of these like coaching decisions are a bit of head scratchers, but listen, Beverly Beverly plays hard and he plays solid defense for the most part, but he's looked bad in this series. He gives you absolutely nothing on offense. I don't understand why Rondo's not touching the floor. And I mean, Kawhi Leonard could win them the series, like we he did with Dallas, but mm-hmm. again, he's inconsistent. And really, I don't I I don't know what you're gonna get from that guy and from game to game. Yeah. Um... Uh, I still say jazz. Uh, jazz, take that. Um, how do you feel about the I believe the Sixers for the last? How do you feel about Bucks and Nets? Who, I mean, the Nets looked like they were going to run away with it, and then the Bucks were like, "Now nah, let's take our two home games." So, well, the big that was tied two too. That's pretty wild. Yeah, but Kyrie's out. I think that's you could definitely see that the Nets just can't keep up with the Bucks without Kyrie out there. They're not a very good team. They have three superstars, and they're missing two of them. You know, so if Kyrie's out for a couple of games, I think they're this is probably it for them. I don't know if Durant's gonna be able to carry them through. Yeah, because I, I mean, did Hard, Harden play the first game? And got hurt, right? In the or was it the second series. game? The Celtics series? No, no, no. In the uh, I'm no, saying he, played in... he didn't play at all. Harden's where have you been? I thought he played like the first five minutes of game one and then like they took him out. Yeah, in the Celtics series. Mm, no, he played he I think you're confused. I am pretty positive. I watched on this. I'm pretty sure he played most of the Celtics series. I can guarantee you that is not true. Uh, I think it is because I know I bet on him in game four. So he definitely was playing. <laughs> Honestly, would not put it uh, past you to bet on someone that was hurt and didn't even play. I don't game. think they allow you to bet on someone who's not playing, but well, uh, well, they probably they? do. <laughs> easy, easy money. If, if yeah. someone like Dakota wants to be dumb enough to bet on someone that's not playing, they're going to take your money. Um, but yeah, I think this is, this is why I was saying that for the Sixers, this is their, this is their going to be their easiest year to get to the chip because the this isn't a full nets team like they haven't uh, injuries aside like they hadn't played you know all together all that much i felt like you know the continuity wasn't always there and all three of them are players who want the, you know harden Kyrie, and you know, harden or excuse me harden durant yeah. and Kyrie all want the ball in their hands so it's like they got to gel they got to get used to playing with each other and stuff so this was, I agree. This no, was I mean... time and now that there's injuries we already had Harden out. Now Kyrie has that sprained ankle. That's it. like Drake said, a sprained ankle ain't nothing to play with. But because uh, <laughs> that's only an injury that'll keep getting worse if you keep playing on it before it's you know recovered. I don't. I, I don't know. I, the, I saw the play. Uh, he, he looked like he twisted pretty bad. He landed on Giannis's foot. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that he would be back for this series. Honestly, if it's a high ankle sprain and it comes back like the next day, he's all bruised. He might be out the rest of the playoffs because. And you can tape that thing up, but like 
it's still going to keep bruising. And in some cases, a sprained ankle is worse than a break because of how fragile those ligaments are. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that the Bucks become the favorite if, um, if Kyrie's not out there. Oh, if it's just Durant, yeah, I, I think yeah. Bucks. I mean, I think like even the most optimistic Blake Griffin fan, I have to say, he's exceeded all expectations. <laughs> like he's been playing much better than I think anyone expected. And no, like, why? Because I bet on him and he got like three points, and then the next game he went off and got eighteen. So well, there you go. Yeah, Blake Griffin is you to thank for. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I, even him exceeding expectations, they, they, this Nets team doesn't have anyone outside of Durant. Yeah, that was the problem. Like they, it, for them to be scary, they all had to be healthy and they all had to play. I yeah, mean, I, you saw what would happen. Well, you saw what happened with just you know Kyrie and Durant. They were still you know the, the still able to take care of business, but like what was it game? Was it game three? I think they like the total was like eighty to eighty or something. Like it was yeah. low scoring. Like these were well, two that, of the high scoring teams in the NBA lot in this past season, and they couldn't even get over 90 points like what yeah that was that was a sloppy just aggressively physical yeah. game again and and a game that durant was extremely cold from shooting yeah um yeah i, I would like to to change a prediction i mean if if Kyrie does i would say if Kyrie doesn't play the rest of the series and harden is hobbled or doesn't play either i i think bucks take this i think this becomes oh, a Bucks yeah. series yeah, no, absolutely. I and I really don't think the Bucks have looked that impressive. I mean, no. they got waxed the first even, two games. Even Giannis, game three, is the game not they won, they didn't even really look great. That good. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got still he's got the same uh, the same demons that he had the other seasons. He's got no shot at all. And oh my god, if I have to watch this guy take a half hour to shoot a free throw, and miss I saw again, that. Yeah, like dude, you can't take a half hour if you're gonna miss fifty percent of the free throws you take. If you make it, maybe I'll let it go. But dude, you're taking a half hour and you're missing majority of them. You just look like an idiot. I saw, like, uh, I saw a you, video. What, what's, of, uh, what's all this nonsense and dancing for when you're going to miss them? Yeah, I saw a video of uh, they said Usain Bolt runs a faster 100 meter, uh, can finish faster in 100 meter relay than uh, <laughs> takes Giannis to shoot a free throw. It's yeah, I, I, it's, it's terrible. And I mean, the same thing we killed uh, Simmons for with the Hacker Simmons strategy and not making your free throws. Like yeah. Giannis, again, same boat. Doesn't need to be a three-point shooter, but he's got to make his free throws because if he can't, then, you know, that physical nature is useless. Yeah, but, yeah, it's crazy how that, like, I, I did not expect the Nuggets to get swept, and I'm not, I didn't expect the Bucks to be in this situation where the Nets have so many injuries, so. Hey man, it happens. Uh-huh. You know, that's, that's I, sports for you. I, I now speaking of an injury, because um, oh, can we can we, like, did I overestimate the importance of a meniscus? Because I'm <laughs> seeing Joel Embiid just go out there and drop 40 points and like play. He's, he's you know, playing better games. after he. Yeah. <laughs> was I was I in the wrong? I know I'm not a doctor or anything, but I always was under the assumption that MCLs were important. I or meniscuses are important, and Joel Embiid is just destroying that notion for me. Yeah, um, I'm. I mean, the fact that he okay. went out there and scored forty points on the first game, and we thought he was gonna like sit out a couple games. I was like, wow. I, th- I didn't think he was gonna play in the series at all. I- I'm shocked, and I-, I listen. I love it. I'm a big fan because I was very depressed when we did this uh, episode <laughs> last time because I really thought we were in trouble if Embiid couldn't go, and I didn't think he'd be able to go. The other thing is, 
I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat watching him though. Every time yes. he like jumps on the ground and yep. he grimaces, oh my god! I'm like, there it is. He just he took tore a it. he took a beating last game for sure. He looked, I know, looked yeah. rough at the end. There was a couple moments where I was like, there it is. Even 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 when he was lined up for free throws, he looked like he was like grimacing a little bit. Um, I will say, I. I'm just glad game one was exactly what I thought it was. Cause I, like I said, I only got to caught, I only got to catch half of it cause I had to go to work. But from what I was watching and from what I heard and read afterwards, it was like the Sixers played the worst possible game they could have and still only lost by four. And the Hawks oh, played yeah. the best possible game they could have. And it still almost gave up the game. I was like, yeah. there's no, first of all, there's no way the Hawks are going to shoot better from three than the Sixers are going to shoot from free throw percent. Like that was, that already blew my mind. Yeah. They were, it was one of those games, you know, they, then, they literally were, it was the best game the Hawks could have ever played. Oh yeah. And then, well, they had Danny green on Trey young and that was not working. Yeah. Um, I saw, I saw once they switched to like Ben and, and Thibel, um, he's like, he went from like thir- what was it 25 points at half to like seven afterwards? Yeah, and they it's just slowing down that pick and roll game too. Um, I, he was getting cooked, and game I, one was just the the Hawks not missing and Doc not making the adjustment he needed to make. Yeah, and I, I mean this this is gonna sound very biased and a very Philly fan, but I I respect Trey Young's game. He's he's very talented, one of the top I would say the top five uh, best like young stars in the NBA right now. But mm. I, I just hate how he plays, like, for fouls because he's yeah. so small and so light that he literally can just bump into people, and the refs are going to call it every – like, the amount of times I saw Thibel and Ben getting called for fouls when they literally weren't even doing – like, they, he literally would just run into them, and it wasn't even, like, a charge. It wasn't even yeah. a defensive foul. Like, they would just give it to Trey because he's smaller and it looks worse bouncing off his body. Hey, man, that's a skill. Like, you, you know. I get it. I get like it. That. Use you know, use what you can to your advantage. If the refs are going to yeah. call it, do it. But I just, I don't like watching it. It looks, of course, no. It's a frustrating, uh, like, it's not a good look game for the watch. Like, game, you know. I just, I well, know. I also think that's kind of a hollow. Like you know, and you're kind of seeing it. You know, you're relying on fouls too much. If you don't get them, you're in trouble. You know. I mean, in the same breath, I could see people make the argument that you know Embiid uses his bigger body. That you know, you can't get if you don't move out of the way he's going to score and if you stand there he's still going to score so you have to kind of take the foul and whatever but oh, yeah i just don't i don't know he just like he just jumps into people all the time and then he gets the foul shots for it like it should be the other way around but look at you going on your rant ripping trey young i love it let him know Put i mean he's, still, he's great point guard he still gets you know phenomenal passes you know he'll hit his threes um but yeah i don't know some of it he does i will say I will say about Trayon, he has one of the nastiest floaters I've ever seen. He'll just, yeah. and that shit just goes in like water. It's insane. I've never seen like, I, I don't know. He, it's one of the best floaters I've seen. It's nice, yeah, but God, when, when they're that size, you know, that's what you gotta um, do when you're in that paint with the big guys. Yeah, after I just went on a, a tyrant of a speech. I like day. it. It was good. You need to um, get it out of your yeah, system. Get it, off, get off my chest. Good. Uh, good for you. Do you feel better? Yeah, and I feel better about. I don't. I don't think the Sixers drop another game. I think they take care of business. Me neither. Yeah. Um, especially like the way things, the last three games have all played out, or excuse me, the last two games have both played out the same way. Sixers start off, well, first half is like back and forth. And then third quarter, um, still a little back and forth. Sixers start to pull away. 
And then fourth quarter, Sixers usually have like a 15, 20 point lead. They can kind of throw the subs in here and there. I did like game three's strategy of getting the bench involved earlier. Um, I mean, to expect Shake to come out in game two, like he did and just drain every fucking shot. Like you're not going to get that every night. Oh no. He was on a mission. That was insane. I was at right after game one where I didn't even want to want him to get a single minute. Anymore. I know. Well, I was do, like, I, after game was it after game two? I was like, I don't want to see Furkan on the court, and then he and was, then he cooks he it. He had yeah, a hell of a game. Through, I know. Game three. <laughs> I, uh, I I hope. I, I think at times Doc gets way too deep in the bench. Like I, I can't say I, I know they've been playing well. Furkan and Shake obviously have big games, but I, I don't know if I want to see that going further. I I think I'd rather see them shorten the rotation. Well, we'll see what happens now that Danny Green's hurt. I, I, I that's an unfortunate injury. The injury. Yeah, I tried to look um, up to see if there was any news on that, and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, that's the. So I mean, now you'll have to give him some more minutes. Hopefully, you know, just give Tybal more minutes. And, I hope um, they start Tybal. I've been uh, yeah. loving his defense. He's, He's been looked phenomenal. Great. Oh, it's awesome. It's his suffocated. offense has a lot to be desired, but defense. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. They get, they're a good round team. Like they play strong and tough defense. When they lock in defensively, they are tough to score against. They're very athletic as a, as a defensive team. Like you see even Joel on a torn meniscus. He, you see that one, he intercepted that alley-oop and I think it was in the fourth quarter and then turned it around, went for a oh, yeah. score. He's, man, he's very nimble on his feet for a big guy. And it's good to see. I, what I also like to see is they're bullying the Hawks. Like they're playing bully ball. Yeah. And they can do that to a lot of teams because they are big and athletic. They should they be bullying the Hawks. Absolutely. Give the Hawks I, credit I, though; they're a good team. They have a, they was they're very well rounded. I think. I know I said this about the Jazz a couple episodes ago, but I think the Hawks are also very very well rounded, especially talking to some other people. Um, you know, they have good pieces around Trey Young. I like I like John Collins. I think he can do more on the offense, um, but he's a nice young player. Um, yeah, I mean, they Capella's, have a nice team. Capella came in like sixth, sixth in defensive player of the year voting. Um, yeah. Well, they're missing had a good two bench guys, too. too. So, I mean, yeah, but they're without Reddish and uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, it was going to be a tough series for them, regardless. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got two pretty solid contributors for you. You got to play through injuries. I mean, it is what I mean. We might, if Danny Green's, I mean, Danny Green is in playoff form right now, missing most of his threes, anyways. So, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely scared after game one. I was hoping that it was worst case scenario, and then game two and three assured me that that was worst case. So yeah, I, I think it showed you that you know, the the Hawks were never going to be able to keep up the the uh, the shooting they were doing in game one. It was just unrealistic. So I think that was something that I can withstand a whole series. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. I don't think it's bold, but I, yeah, I think Sixers win tomorrow. So they'll win Monday, and then I think they'll they'll finish the series on Wednesday and win. And I agree. I actually predicted five, the Sixers and five. To I think I said six predictions. You were a little you weren't as optimistic as I was. Um, but so from that, I say if, like I said, if Kyrie and Harden still have injury problems and the Bucks win that series against the Nets, I think the Sixers can handle the Bucks, and they'll have a shot at an NBA title. So that's exciting. But Listen, man, I I, yeah, I feel really good. Obviously, the Nets were always the, the team I feared the most. I, I've always been confident about the Sixers beating the Nets. But West Coast, East Coast, um, or Eastern and Western Conference, the Nets were always the scariest team. And without Harden, you know, they're still scary. Without Kyrie, they're just they're, – they're, they're a shell of themselves, and it's going to show. And, you know, Durant's awesome, but he's not going to win with this roster that's next to him. 
Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it all comes down to every Sixers player coming together and doing their this job. Just keep doing what they've been doing. They look they look very good. Keep playing that defense. Let him be. I, uh, let him we be always score. beat the Bucks too. Yeah, the Bucks. we have their number. I'm, I'd feel good in a series against them. If, if Embiid's getting 30 to 40 points a game and Tobias has scored 20-plus six games in a row, and, and yeah. you know, Ben's free throw is atrocious. Brutal. Um, Brutal. It still blows my mind that a – NBA player making top, I think he's in top 10 contracts in the NBA. Yeah, probably. Making that much money, can't shoot a ball. Hey, listen, <laughs> that, that Gian- Giannis can't great do it schoolers either. do. Yeah, um, yeah that, that blows my mind. It's not even like he's like a big, big man either, like a Shaq. Like, you just, I don't get it. He just, he just can't make Anyways. That, that is the is- only criticism I have of this team so yeah. far in the playoffs. As long, free as, throw. as long as he keeps his turnovers down, which he's been doing, Gets some good assists, gets his boards. And as long as Thibel keeps playing the phenomenal defense he's been playing, and as long as Tobias keeps getting, you know, anywhere between 18, 24 points a game, Seth Curry is gonna still gonna hit his threes. You know, everything's lined up for them to still keep winning games. So, like I said, it's it's if Embiid gets worse, if his injury gets worse and he has to sit out, then I'll be concerned. Cause oh, I yeah. st- I don't think no matter how good the rest of the team's playing. If you don't have your guy, you're not gonna. It, it's not Obviously. like it's, like look what happened with the Lakers losing AD. Like he wasn't even him and LeBron are the the core of that team. You would think that even losing just AD, LeBron would be able to handle, but LeBron was hurt too. So it's like, and he's not the same LeBron of old. Still a great no, player. He's, he's older. You're asking too much of him. It's the same thing with Durant and the Nets. He just the team's yeah. not strong enough around him um, to miss a core piece like that. Um, and now the Sixers would be in the same boat. Uh, so I, I hear you. Listen, I predicted them to win the championship. I'm st- I'm still very <laughs> confident about that. As long as that meniscus is okay, but literally the hopes of the city are hanging on whatever small amount of ligament is holding the rest of that meniscus together in Joel Embiid's knee. Now I'll say this just to get a little ahead, a little ahead of ourselves. Are you more scared? Let's say the Sixers, everything goes smoothly there in the finals. Are you more worried to face the Suns or the Jazz right now? Uh, I'd be more worried about the Jazz. Really? To be honest, yeah. I, I mean, Donovan and B put up like forty on Gobert the little game they played in the in the season. So I just, I, you know, and I know we started with this. I, I, I just never bought into the Suns, and maybe that's me still, you know, not giving them. They're the about to they sweep the Nuggets, and you still haven't bought in. <laughs> I still, you know, I, I feel like they're a young team. I just, I think they'll they'll have a trouble slowing us down for the most part and like i think it's a team that you could play some bully ball and really beat up on the suns if you wanted to yeah it's 63 55 and a half suns yeah they're they maintained like a eight to ten point lead most of this game so yeah the the jazz are a good team i've actually and i know um my big criticism why i wanted i thought the clippers would win was the wing defense but gotta say watching some of that game about donovich has played some solid defense on Kawhi leonard and Paul George when he's been asked to, to guard him. And yeah. much better than I think I expected. Royce O'Neal solid. So they're, they're playing much better defensively um, against the Wings in, the, in LA than I expected and, you know, showing in the series. I mean, yeah, I think so. That's the thing. It's like we said before, you know, injuries are going to play a role. And then as well as, like, how many young players are going to continue to step up? Who's going to step up on defense? And so we'll see. I wanted I was, to ask you um, – Go ahead. As a final, you know, let's wrap everything with uh, this as well, the the awards. What did you – any thoughts, any surprises? I mean, I think everything 
went pretty <clears throat> expected. Jokic obviously won the MVP. Thibodeau got coach of the year, which I think was the most surprising. Um, uh, Clark saying now that they officially announced MP and they're all wrapped up, anything that surprised you? Um, I don't think Thibodeau should have gotten coach of the year. Um, he did a great job with the Knicks, but I mean, just how pathetic the Knicks are that just, you know, I guess it's turning them around, having the Knicks relevant, you, you win coach. Was this his first season as coach with them? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't maybe, know. I, I still not, probably want to win Monty Williams there. I don't know. Um, I'm fine with Jokic winning MVP. I looked at, like we said, when we were doing that um, award episode, his stats are crazy. Um, yeah. And I love Embiid. He's my favorite sixer right now on the team, but uh, it's a, I, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm a little surprised he only got one vote for first, like number one. Do you see the voting? It was like all Jokic. And like, I, I think Curry got more number one spot votes than Embiid, but Embiid still came in second. I don't understand it, but. Yeah, I don't know how that the whole thing um, works. I mean, if he didn't miss the games, I still think he would have been the MVP. Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the year, I still think Ben Simmons over Gobert. Um, I agree, yeah. I, it gets boring. People, you know, see, the problem was, uh, especially when it was announced, people were trying to defend the fact that, like, so because a lot of people were making the argument that we would make is that Ben can guard one through five, whereas Gobert really is only, you know, under the net almost. Like, he's only yeah. guarding the bigger men. And people were like, oh, well, yeah, but that's his job is to guard those players. It's like, okay, but Ben is able to cover speedy point guards who, you know, he definitely has his struggle, his struggles with them. But Gobert gets bodied by big guys too. And yeah, I'm like, I, I, agree. I would He's rather, I was like, one dimensional. I was like, so you'd rather have a player who can guard two players on the other team than a player who can guard all five, is what you're telling me. I was like, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's incredible at protecting the rim, but that's pretty much all you're going to get defensively. I, but yeah, I, I will say he does alter the game. Like you see a difference. Um, th- like I, I, the Clippers at times won't even gar- go at him. Like they just don't even bother dribbling him down because they know just he's got it locked down. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like if like so, you can still take threes on him. You can still take mid range shots on him. Like, oh no, I, I agree. There's no way to avoid Ben Simmons uh, defensively. It doesn't no. matter. Like whoever Too your best quick. player is, is getting Simmons. Yeah, there's, there's there's no one in the league that he can't match up really with. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it is, I, whatever. It sucks that both of our Sixers came in second in votings. Um. Like I said, I think Jokic deserved it. Um, yeah. If Embiid had played all the games and wasn't hurt for like what he missed like 20 games. Yeah. I think he would have run away with it, but. Yeah, the Gobert thing kind of bothered me a little bit, but he's still a great defender. Whatever, it's fine. Um, Non-basketball, I do want to say, how about the Phillies? Been on a bit of a streak. Uh, they just they won. Uh, well, they won. They won three straight walk-offs against the Braves yeah. and then the Yankees, and then they smacked the Yankees seven nothing today. Yeah. So uh, no, it looked great, like man. Four or five straight wins. Look at they're above five hundred for. First time in a month, I think, 32 and 31. So, hey, maybe if they can get – as long as they get that bullpen under, you know, and the pitching can stay stable. Yeah. Like, they'll, if they can push a they, wild card, I'll take that. Yeah, no, I, I've been I've been happy with them. The bullpen, obviously, is still very questionable what you're going to get. Oh, yeah. Nola started slow, so it's a good sign seeing him dominate today. If he can – because Wheeler's been awesome. If Nola oh, can get back great. in the form and having two horses like that, that's going to be – that's going to help them a lot. And, 
you know, I they've gotten contributions from a bunch of different bunch of guys due to injuries. So I, I like that. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Williams, the guy that just had the walk off, just came up. He's done the, oh, um, the, the Olympic team. Yeah, the white dude. Yeah, no, I, he's he's played well. You know, the the young guys that are playing in the um, these you know these roles have exceeded expectations. I would say. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you would hope for. Um, yeah, I haven't been. I really uh, we're not great with baseball. I would say I, I'm really only paying pay attention to the Phillies, but I've heard uh, Jacob. De, I think it's Jacob Degrom of the Mets. Oh, He's been having like an unreal pitching year. He's awesome. He's got like um, a point six ERA. Yeah, he's all like what four runs all season or something like that. Yeah, he's that's nuts. nasty dominance right now. It's it's extremely impressive to, to see what he's doing. Um, and I know we focus pretty much ninety nine percent on men's sports on this podcast, but I'd like to give a shout out to the uh, Oklahoma women's softball team. Uh, won the uh, World Series. Uh, yeah. I, Look, I didn't I'll, know that. I'll tell you, I watched a lot of softball. Uh, I always watch a lot of the College World Series. Um, I like it. I think it's it's competitive. And this, from what I was like talking to some people about it who also watch softball, it's like this is one of the better College World Series they had in a while. And a lot of people think same with the men's. Men's was having a pretty good um, tournament as well. And I think it's because of not having a tournament last year with COVID. Um, like teams were a lot more competitive, so. I mean, well, they had uh, on the women's side, they had JMU was like not even ranked, um, and they got into. I think they were in the final four. Hmm. So. How many? Uh, how many teams are in the tournament for softball? Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's sixty four like it is March Madness, but they all play best of three. Um, okay. so I, it's I like sixty four. If you don't have best of three, that would take months, I think, to finish. No, they play like every day, so I don't yeah. know. but it was. Yeah. It might have been, it might have been 32. I don't remember. Because they played a lot. They would they play um they do regionals first. So it's like you play your sections and then um that's like the, that's how it's similar to the brackets in March Madness for basketball, but then it's um then you you know whittle it down closer and closer. So I mean some of the good teams like took care of business in two games, had a little bit of rest, and then the other teams would kind of struggle. But there was quite a few upsets. I mean, Virginia Tech um played well for a little bit. They weren't ranked either, so Look at you um, on top of softball. I'm impressed by your uh, softball is fun. I like expanding in your sports knowledge. College softball is great. Um, but yeah, besides our, that, what's uh, other, we had the big news. Um, we you know when we're not talking about college softball, we primarily talk, I think, football. But Correct. what are you, your thoughts on the the big trade that went down? Oh, Julio Jones. Yeah, I don't think because I don't believe that happened yet when we did our last podcast. No, that was a couple. I think that was a couple days ago. Um, uh, tell you that offense is going to be very interesting. A lot of things are going to be happening. I think. I mean, I think I forget who I was having this conversation with, but like, can you imagine trying to game plan for that? Like, Ryan Tannehill is a very servant. Like, he's a good quarterback. He'll get the job done. He's not like you know MVP caliber, I would say, but he's a borderline Pro Bowler when he's when he's healthy and playing well. Um, so you got like a, a decent quarterback, right? And then you have. I, th- I forget who their tight end is, but he's like a younger guy. He's solid. That's why I think they were okay letting Junu Smith walk to the Patriots because they oh, thought course. they had a viable backup. But yeah, um, so their passing game was already solid, especially with um, AJ Brown, who's a beast. And then of course you have King Henry, Derrick Henry, the running back. Yeah. And now you factor in Julio Jones. So 
I think I was talking to Nick about this. It's like, you got to imagine being a, like a linebacker or a safety. If your responsibility is to um, spy on the QB or spy on the running back, you're supposed to read that. Like, so you got to worry about a play, like imagine play action on that offense. You got to worry about oh, Derrick Henry deadened. getting the ball Yeah. or who is guarding AJ Brown? Who is guarding Julio Jones? Are you double teaming one of them? Then you have it's, like other players are going to get open because you're missing defenders because they're on other players. So it's like, oh my god! As long as Julio stays healthy, that offense might be scary. It is going to be a yeah. I mean, you have three impact players, like a guy that yeah. you know can just beat one on one in whatever matchup you want. They are players they're, that should be doubled. <laughs> yeah, you got three, three impact guys that you need a game plan for that can just dominate on their own. I mean, Ryan Tannehill revitalized his career off the Derrick Henry play action. It was deadly without Julio Jones. Uh, Julio Jones was, you know, just demanding double team pretty much every time he's out there. It's going to be tough to stop. Where where do we like the Titans? Where I still I probably put them in. Depending on how that defense holds up, because they still have a suspect secondary and not much of a pass mm. rush, even with Bud Dupree. The defense is solid, I think. I might even I might slide them in that third spot. You know, right behind the Chiefs and the Bills and the AFC, jump the Steelers and the Ravens. Um. No, uh, I, she, I would say, I, I mean, I haven't even looked into this to think about it as far as like who I think talent wise coaching players um, and not really looking at schedules and strength of schedule and all that chiefs bills. I really like the Browns. I'll put the Browns at three. That's our solid. Yeah. I, and then, I, and then Titans Ravens, I think have a lot of question marks. Steelers have a lot of question marks. Um, AFC is pretty wide open, honestly. Patriots could come out of nowhere and be good again. Um, it is a, it's definitely a uh, yawning, talented. Jets are not going anywhere. <laughs> it's definitely uh, the more competitive division I, yeah, or conference, I think. I think, I think NFC it's is wide still open. more stout. NFC is definitely more the stronger division. Um, the AFC is definitely gonna have some competitions. I just hope that, and there were already like jokes about, uh, Titans getting bounced in the divisional round. I was like, all right, they got it. They got to get over that hump, but they'll get there. Getting Julio Jones, I think, is going to help in, in uh, accomplishing that. Yeah, I like the move a lot. I like to. I, I think team pl- uh, team and player fit. It made a lot of sense. Um, didn't really have to give up too much either. You know, you, you didn't give up the first round pick. Mm-hmm. I think it was a second and um, a fourth or uh, something. Yeah, like the only game, I was like surprisingly. Yeah. They for Julio Jones, yeah, I, I'm I'm all for that. That's an easy, uh, that's an easy one. So we talked basketball, just talked football, talked softball. That's um, true. Talked baseball. baseball. Yeah. So might as well end on some hockey. Um, I'm not gonna lie, when the Flyers aren't in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't really pay too much attention, but that's not to say I'm not entertained. Like playoff hockey is some of the best sports. Oh, yeah. to Watch. Um, but I just, I've been busy with other stuff, having really dedicated time to looking at it, but how the hell are the Islanders in the chat? Like they just beat the, the lightning. I think it was today or yesterday and game, yeah, one, game of that one today. Yeah. Like, the Islanders are a good team. I, I know their goalkeeping this... and defending was good, but I didn't, I didn't, I actually thought this far. last year when they played the flyers, I was like, damn, this team's pretty solid. Like their depth is really good. That's the one thing that I remember taking away out of that series. Mostly was. They have just every line out there. They have very quality, good players on every single line. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I have been following uh, along. Um, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm with you. 
I do. I love playoff hockey, but just the the, the way this flyer season went has just ruined the sport for me. I'm just so oh, bitter with the Flyers, and I hate where they're at because I think they're in a real tough spot. And I, I don't even think they're close to be a competitive team. And it's just disgusting. It, it hurts me to watch the playoffs because I'm like, these teams are just so much better than the Flyers and don't have issues that we do. They and, went, yeah. Flyers went from like they had they got the number one seed in the bubble playoffs in the East to then missing the playoffs. Um, a lot of question marks. It really depends on what the management decides to do because if they decide to blow it up and get rid of players like Voracek and stuff, then they'll probably be rebuilding again. I think that also is important. They figure out what they want to do with Nolan Patrick. They want to give him more chances to figure out his, I mean, he was what the number two pick. Uh, yeah, I think a while ago. I mean, you just, the, the problem with them is they went from uh, a, a very good team with a generational goalie, but it were a very young team too. So it was, they're going to get better, Yeah. but now they all seem like they've all gotten worse. So now you have a young team that isn't very skilled and a goalie that suddenly forgot how to play goalie. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's worrisome. I, I mean, they're too young, I think, to blow it up because, you know, you'd hope they can figure these out. But at the same time, man, you really hope that they would take a step forward and they just went backwards a lot. I can't imagine Hart goes into the offseason and doesn't try to get better. Um, well, I think every athlete tries to get better in the offseason. Yeah. So I, I think I don't think they can get worse. Don't say Nobody. that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. The problem is, uh, I, I the problem, the main problem with the Flyers, though, I do think they're going to get worse. The problem is they have so much young talent, and they it's just not quite in the right spots. Like the biggest problem that I saw with them was lack of consistency in scoring, and then just horrendous defense. Like yeah, they the were so brutal. bad. That's why Carter Hart didn't play well. Like I mean, granted, he did not have his best season. But oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I know. I think the defense was so bad that, like, he basically was given one on ones most of the time. It's like, how many times is a goalie going to stop a one on one? Like, you know what I mean? No, I mean, listen, I agree. I, there were even last year when they were on their run, there were times where I was just like, wow, this defense stinks. It's yeah. just Carter's just making incredible saves. And, you know, it, it caught up to you because he's not making those incredible saves. And he's not making saves in general. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm worried. So it is kind of stink. Um, I still, I know the Islanders won today, but I still like the Lightning. I think I took the, I, I think my prediction last year was Vegas and the Lightning with the Lightning winning in the Stanley Cup. And I'm thinking the same thing this year, although I'm going to take Vegas this time. Mm. Vegas looks good. They just knocked off the Avalanche, who I think was, you know, the best team in hockey pretty much all year. Yeah. Um, I like them. You know, I think they're pretty solid. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, the Flyers are really just killing all interest in the NHL, not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, we had, I'm looking at the bracket right now, Montreal beat toronto and they were the one seed and then or the one seed gary the, price uh, is playing out of his mind yeah so montreal's been playing really well they're going against the knights um and then like you said tampa and the islanders um some great goalkeeping in these series uh, so yeah. yeah it'll be uh, i mean i'll definitely watch um I'll try to catch more games now that it's only you know four teams left but definitely if you're if you're not too familiar with hockey and you're listening to this i would definitely catch some of these games because they're the intensity is like from the puck drop to the last you know second on the clock in the third period like games go nuts but yeah well i think we uh, did a very successful job of touching on every single sport oh um, any cricket news or uh, any um badminton anything to I talk about not. 
do you see well speaking of pretty much on everything do you see that guy and um i forget what was it finland maybe um in the euros they got going on right now who like died and they brought back to life it was the craziest thing i did and not he had like a heart attack or something they had to get thrown as you know they're like the clear they did it on the field they had to cancel the defibrillator, game defibrillator yeah it was crazy the guy just went down <laughs> what an explanation was, yeah so yeah that was that was pretty scary Wait, and, i don't and he went back in the game no, he did not go back. I was in gonna the say game. there's no way they let him play. They didn't even finish the game. They they postponed it. Oh Jesus Christ! This guy. I the way you said that. it, you you acted like he went back. I, I think at one point he like died, and you're watch. wondering if he went back in. <laughs> oh, what's his uh, status going forward? Uh, you know, wh- he's questionable. Death he's is questionable. the uh, is the injury. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, nut. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it was definitely the scariest um thing i've seen on a sports field. Like, it was it was very terrifying. So I I think the, I believe he's doing better. So well. To end, to end uh, on another crazy fact, did you see over the weekend that some fisherman got swallowed by a whale and lived? Oh, you know what? I did see that. I, I saw a pop on time. Very interesting. I had yeah. so many <laughs> like, questions. Can you imagine, like, imagine that as like a conversation piece. Like, you know, people like sit down for a drink or something, or you like a family barbecue. Like, oh, yeah, how's a, you know, how's your weekend going? Like, anything new? Oh, yeah, I got swallowed by a whale. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's crazy. Yeah, he said he was, uh, he's a lobster fisherman or something, and he was scuba diving. I guess for lobsters and he said it got all dark and he's like oh this is when i realized i'm inside a whale's mouth <laughs> and apparently the whale like went to surface and spit him out because he sensed something didn't, wrong in his mouth didn't but like the taste it's like that's a hell of a fucking story <laughs> that is a hell of a story i it's impressive that he survived yeah but yeah i think that wraps it up on uh this episode we originally just going to talk sixers and nba playoffs and then we went on a pretty strong tangent but yeah, I love tangents. You get a little so. bit of everything with this show. That is true. I learn more about softball, so that's there good. Softball is great. Yeah. Check it out. I'll get in it. Now let me go see uh, the Nuggets get swept. Although it's still a close game, I believe. I, I think I just looked at score and uh, was a six six point lead. Let me double check. It is eighty three seventy five Suns with four minutes to go in the third. Okay, maybe they're starting to pull away. So we'll give that a go and uh, see how that goes. So, so don't right, don't well. grill us if you listen to this tomorrow. And the Suns or Nuggets won because we don't know. <laughs> Alrighty, well, it's been a pleasure. All right, everyone have a great week and take care. Bye.